Terima kasih untuk pagi hari ini Tuhan Yesus. Thank you for this morning, uh, dear Lord Jesus. Kami sungguh menghormati kasih anugerahmu dan kehadiran pagi ini. We truly honor your grace and your presence this morning, Lord. Kami mengasihi Engkau karena Engkau telah memberikan kasihmu kepada kami. We love you because you have loved us first, O oh Lord. Buka pikiran kami, hati pikiran kami pagi hari ini supaya bisa mengerti firman-Mu. Open our, our, our mind and our heart so that we can understand what you're saying this morning. kami bisa apply firman Tuhan di dalam kehidupan sehari-hari. So that we can apply your words in our daily life. Terima kasih Yesus dalam namamu kami berdoa. Thank you Jesus in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Saudara boleh duduk saudara semuanya. Oke, okay, saya di sebelah sini supaya gampang. And Evan sebelah kiri saya. Oke, okay, good. Is it okay? That's good. Uh, be quiet today. Selamat. Oh, masih pagi. Selamat pagi, saudara sekalian. Oh, still morning. Good morning, everybody. That's good. Right. Ya, yeah. saudara. Uh, waktu cepat berjalan. Friends, time really, really flies. Hari ini kita sudah masukin bulan Mei. We have entered May today. Ya, dan sebentar lagi kita masukin bulan Juli, saudara. And soon, you know, without realizing it, it's gonna be June. Dan kemudian kita masukin Natal. And suddenly, it become, suddenly Christmas is upon us. Oke, hari ini kita akan lanjutkan kitab Yohanes, saudara. So today we are going to continue our series in the book of John. Saya harap anda enjoy dengan seri khotbah kitab Yohanes. I hope you guys are enjoying the series on John. Saudara masih ingat waktu saya khotbah seri pertama dengan pembukaannya Yohanes 1. You guys probably still remember when I, um, you know, begin with the uh, the first chapter of John. Saudara, itu sebagai introduction Yohanes untuk dia mengkonfirmasikan semua cerita yang dia tulis di dalam buku dia sampai akhir. So John wrote that uh, so that um, in, later on he can confirm what he wrote there with other uh, uh, chapters. Hari ini kita akan belajar Yohanes 4 ayat 43 sampai 54. So today we are going to learn from John 43 uh, John 4 verse 43 until 54. Saudara sudah tahu cerita ini tetapi hari ini saudara akan bisa melihat dalam perspektif yang berbeda. You probably have heard of, of this story many times but today we are going to see, see it from a different perspective. Uh, Evans akan bacakan uh, ayat 43 sampai 54. Allow me to read from uh, John chapter 4 verse 43 to 54. After the two days he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem in the Passover festival, for they also had been there. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. 
When he inquired as to the time when his, gun, when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and his whole household believe. Saudara alangkah bahagianya kalau saudara dan saya berdoa untuk keluarga kita dan keluarga kita diselamatkan. Isn't it wonderful if we pray for our family to be safe and our family just get safe? Tapi banyak hal yang saya dengar dari beberapa orang yang sudah bertahun-tahun mereka mendoakan keluarga mereka dan keluarga mereka belum bisa percaya kepada Tuhan. But I heard many stories from um, you know uh, from people where they have been praying for their loved one for many many years and yet they are not saved yet. Saudara, kenapa Yohanes memilih satu peristiwa ini? Dia masukkan di dalam uh, Injilnya, saudara. So why did John choose this story and put it into his gospel? Dan yang menarik sekali di akhir daripada cerita ini dia katakan bahwa seluruh keluarga dari pegawai istana ini menjadi percaya kepada Tuhan. And it's very interesting how he noted that the whole household of this royal official uh, believe and turn to Jesus. Saudara tahu pegawai istana ini adalah salah satu pegawai orang staff daripada Herodes, saudara. Herodes, ya Herod. Uh, kali, uh, pokoknya Herod ya kalau saya katakan raja yang kejam sekali. So you know the uh, this royal official is actually one of the staff of King Herod uh, who, which is very known for his cruelty. Raja ini yang yang memerintahkan untuk memotong kepala dari Yohanes Pembaptis. This same Herod is the Herod which uh, commanded John to be beheaded. Bayangkan orang ini salah satu uh, apa itu namanya yang berasosiasi dengan Raja yang jahat ini. Just you know, a picture for a second. This man, this royal official, is associated with this cruel Herod. Tetapi Yesus menyembuhkan uh, anaknya dan satu keluarga diselamatkan. But Jesus healed his son and his whole family believe in Jesus. Kita mau tahu kenapa ceritanya demikian, saudara. We want to know. We wanted to know why the story is, is uh, as such. Saudara, kita hidup di dalam normal yang baru sekarang ini. We are now living in a new normal. Saudara, dalam satu tahun dalam pandemi ini merubah cara pandang kita terhadap bergereja. Uh, the past year of one year full of uh, you know of a pandemic has changed the way church runs. Banyak pastor yang katakan kepada saya bahwa jemaatnya decline. Many pastors uh, share to me that they have a decline in their congregation. Jemaatnya ada yang pindah dan ada yang tidak mau ke gereja lagi tapi melalui online saja. Some of them move to different churches and some of them refuse to uh, be physically at church and they uh, remain um, you know uh, watching it from home. Jadi mereka punya perspektif yang berbeda akibat pandemic ini Saudara. So they all have different perspective due to this uh, pandemic. Kemarin saya bersama istri chat dengan satu couple Saudara. Yesterday I had a chat together with my wife with another couple. Dan dia katakan sebelum kami online uh, di dalam apa setiap minggu maka saya bersama anak-anak saya semua mandi terlebih dahulu dan berpakaian rapi. So um, they share with me that um, you know while um, while we were having the online service before we go to the online service we make sure that we uh, take a shower first and we dress nicely. Dia katakan saya lakukan hal itu saya katakan kepada anak saya untuk menunjukkan respect kita terhadap Tuhan. I did that and I explained it to my kids that I did all of that in order to show my respect 
to God. Dia katakan walaupun kita tidak ke gereja tetapi kita harus respect Tuhan di depan layar TV. So um, he also told his kids that although we were not present physically at church but we need to show respect to God in, even in front of the TV. Setelah pulang saya bilang sama istri saya berapa banyak jemaat yang lakukan hal yang sama seperti dia lakukan. So when I get home um, I asked my wife How many of the congregation do you think is doing the same thing like this couple? Bukankah kita sudah kehilangan respect terhadap Tuhan, Saudara? Have we not lost respect to God? Kita selalu missing dengan kemuliaan Dia. We miss his glory. Saudara, cerita ini menceritakan John menceritakan karena orang-orang Galilea miss dengan kemuliaan Tuhan. One of this point, one of the point of this story is that the Galilean has missed the glory of God. Oleh sebab itu kita uh, oleh sebab itu John katakan di dalam cerita ini dia memilih orang yang berasosiasi dengan raja yang jahat Tuhan sembuhkan anaknya. And that's why even through a royal official who is associated with a cruel king, he um, Jesus healed his son. Bahkan seluruh keluarga diselamatkan. And even his whole household believe and be safe. Karena apa Saudara? Why? Karena orang ini menghormati Tuhan. Because this man respected God. Saudara sangat membantu kalau kita mengawali cerita ini dari ayat 43, Saudara. It will be helpful for us to start reading these verses from verse 43. Setelah dua hari Yesus ada di Samaria waktu itu. After being in Samaria for two days. Hampir seluruh kota di Sakar itu percaya kepada Tuhan karena perkataannya. Almost the entire city of Sakar um, uh, repented and believed in Jesus because of what he said. Lalu kemudian Yesus kembali ke Galilee. And and then after that he returned to Galilee. Saya berikan sedikit anda gambaran supaya anda mengerti. Galilee adalah provinsi di mana Yesus dibesarkan di sebuah kota di Nazaret. Let me help you to paint a, a, your picture. Galilee is the province where Jesus grew up. Saudara di ut- sebelah utara 15 kilo dari kota Galilee itu, eh kota Nazaret eh kota Nazaret 15 kilo dari kota Nazaret itu ada sebuah kota namanya Kana di mana dia mengubah air menjadi anggur. So Jesus was uh, Jesus grew up in a city called Nazareth and about 15 kilometers north of Nazareth there is a city called Cana where Jesus turned water into wine. Nah, sebelah timur 25 kilo dari timur sebelah kota eh, di kota Kan dari kota Kana itu kota Kafenon. So about 25 kilometers east of Cana, uh, there's this city called Capernaum. Disitulah dia uh, dari kota itulah pegawai pegawai istana ini di mana anaknya sakit, saudara. And this is where the royal official whose son was sick uh, reside. Jadi waktu Yesus kembali ke Galilee, saudara dia tahu orang-orang Galilee sudah mengenal dia. So when Jesus went, uh, went back to uh, Galilee, he knows that his, uh, the people in his hometown know him. Saudara ayat ke-44 dikatakan setelah dua hari dia ada di Samaria, dia kemudian dia berangkat ke Galilee sebab dikatakan for Yesus sendiri telah bersaksi bahwa seorang nabi tidak dihormati di negerinya sendiri. So in verse 44 it is written after the two days um, he departed for Galilee. 
And then four, Jesus himself had testified that the prophet has no honor in his own hometown. Jadi kata sebab ini, kata four ini yang membawa dia sengaja untuk kembali ke kota di mana ke satu wilayah di mana mereka tidak menghormati dia. So this this word four explain why Jesus went to Galilee where so, he was not respected. Jadi dia sengaja kembali ke situ. So he purposely and intentionally went back to his hometown. Yohanes menuliskan hal ini karena dia ingin mengatakan di dalam tulisan dia yang pertama Yohanes 1 ayat 11 mengata, dikatakan ia datang Yesus datang kepada milik kepunyaannya tetapi orang-orang kepunyaannya itu tidak menerima dia. So John wrote this because he want to um, emphasize and revisit what he wrote in John 1 verse 11. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Lalu kemudian ayat ke-44 dikatakan yang menarik lagi saudara. Dia datang ke Galilea dan tiba setiba di Galilea. Eh hey, orang Galilea sambut dia. But what is interesting is that in verse 44, um, uh, you know, uh, the Galileans actually welcome him. Respon orang Galilea ini sangat aneh, saudara. This Galilean is somewhat a bit odd. Bagaimana bisa Yohanes berkata seorang nabi tidak dihormati di kampung halamannya sendiri? Oleh karena itu mereka menerima dia. You know, how can John wrote a prophet has no honor in his own hometown? Yet they welcome him. Jawabannya, saudara, sambutan orang-orang Galilea itu hanya berupa superficial saja. So the answer is that the Galilean response was merely superficial. Seperti saudara dan saya sering sekali karena kita sudah terlalu familiar dengan Tuhan, kita superficial ke gereja, saudara. And sometimes we fall into the same trap because we are so familiar with God, we also did what the Galileans did. Kadang-kala kita ke gereja hanya untuk cari teman. Sometimes we go to church just to um, you know, mingle with friends. Saudara ingat tentang treasure hunt? You, you guys remember of treasure hunt? Dulu saya suka lihat treasure hunt, saudara. Zaman dulu. This is back in the uh, olden times. I, I love this the TV show saudara, called Treasure Hunt. Saudara, kita temukan beberapa competitors yang hanya tertarik untuk sensasinya saja daripada discovering the treasure. There's a couple of competitors who are only interested in the sensation rather than finding the treasure. Mereka sibuk mengambil foto dari road sign daripada berusaha untuk mencari treasure, di mana treasure tersebut berada. They were busy in taking photos of the road sign rather than trying to find out where the treasure is. Orang-orang Galilee hanya tertarik dengan tanda-tanda dan mujizat-mujizat yang Yesus lakukan daripada menghormati dia sebagai Mesias. You see, the Galileans were only interested in Jesus' signs and miracles that he performed rather than honoring him and believing him. Saudara, kadangkala saudara dan saya punya attitude yang sama. Sometimes we too have the same attitude. Saudara, kenapa Yohanes menuliskan setelah dia kembali dari Samaria, saudara? Uh, what did John wrote after he came back to Sam, uh, from Samaria? Karena dia membandingkan waktu di Samaria, Yesus disambut begitu luar biasanya. Because he wanted to uh, contrast how he was welcomed so readily in Samaria. Yang menjadi pusat perhatian mereka bukan mujizat dan tanda-tanda yang Yesus lakukan. The center of their attention was not Jesus's miracles, tapi apa yang dia katakan kepada mereka. But what Jesus said to them. Saudara, sewaktu Yesus ada di Yerusalem selama hari raya Pasca, 
When Jesus was in Jerusalem during the Passover um, festival, banyak orang-orang yang percaya dalam namanya. Many of the Jews believe in his name. Karena mereka telah melihat tanda-tanda yang diadakannya. Because they, have saw, uh, they saw the signs that he was doing. Tetapi Yesus sendiri tidak mempercayakan dirinya kepada mereka sebab ia tahu apa yang ada di dalam hati mereka. But Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people. Banyak doa kita tidak terjawab karena Tuhan tahu apa yang ada dalam hati kita. Many of our prayers are are unanswered because God knows what's inside our heart. Yang kita cari mujizat Tuhan, tanda-tanda. We seek for God miracles, signs. Kita tidak mencari pribadi Dia, Saudara. We're not looking for he uh, himself, his identity. Kenapa Rasul Yohanes memilih cerita ini, Saudara? Padahal peristiwa ini dengan versi yang berbeda telah ditulis oleh Matius dan Lukas. Why did the Apostle John choose this story? Although you know the same story has been um, you know covered quite well in um, in other gospels in Matthew and Luke. Ada dua alasan kenapa Yohanes memilih cerita ini. There are two reasons why John chose this story. Yang pertama dia ingin menunjukkan di balik mujizat yang Yesus lakukan semata-mata Yesus menunjukkan identitasnya. So uh, number one is that uh, behind all of the miracles that Jesus did, what he was trying to show is his identity, who he was. Jadi waktu Yesus melakukan mujizat dalam hidup saudara dan saya, itu semata-mata dia ingin menunjukkan identitas dirinya terhadap engkau. So when Jesus do, does a miracle in your life and mine, that's the way he's trying to show his identity in your life. Yang kedua, di balik kuasa yang Yesus miliki, dia ingin menunjukkan kemuliaannya. And second one is that behind all of the power that he revealed, he wanted to show his glory. Dia ingin saudara mengalami kemuliaannya. He wanted you all to ex- uh, to experience his glory. Di sini Yohanes melengkapi lagi dalam kata, uh, dalam pendahuluan dia Yohanes 1 ayat 14. And then here John also you know, wrote um, at the beginning of um, uh, the gospel in John uh, chapter 1 verse 14. Firman itu telah menjadi manusia dan diam di antara kita dan kita sudah melihat kemuliaannya. And the word become flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Saudara, kalau Tuhan melakukan mujizat dalam hidup saudara dan saya hanya untuk semata-mata supaya kita bisa melihat glorinya. So God perform miracles in our life merely so that we can see his glory in our life. Kenapa saudara dan saya selalu miss untuk melihat kemuliaan Tuhan? But why do we keep missing to see the glory of God? Saya tunjukkan kenapa saudara. I will show you why. Faktor yang pertama kita miss bisa melihat kemuliaan Tuhan karena faktor kesombongan. The first factor why we keep seeing missing the missing God's glory is because of pride. Hari ini tidak ada satupun di antara kita yang berasal dari kota yang sama seperti Yesus. Nowadays I believe none of us come from the city same city as Jesus. Jadi jangan jadi kita bisa aja berpikir ya kita nggak dalam kota yang sama mungkin kita juga tidak akan berlaku yang sama. So maybe we we are thinking, oh well, we don't come from the same city, we're not gonna have the same attitude. Saudara, kita melakukan hal yang sama seperti orang Galilee, apa yang dia lakukan untuk kepada Yesus. However, we can treat Jesus the same way as the uh, Galilean treat Jesus. Faktor kesombongan sering terjadi karena kita merasa punya relasi yang dekat dengan seseorang yang kita pandang sebagai 
orang penting atau selebriti, saudara. See, pride often occurs when we feel we have a close relationship with someone who is seen as an important person or a celebrity. Komunitas Galilee sudah mengenal Yesus sejak masa kecilnya. So you see the Galileans know Jesus from since, uh, since he was young. Bagi mereka Yesus bukan asing lagi. He wasn't a stranger. Mereka mengenal ibunya, mereka mengenal saudara-saudaranya. They know his mother, his brothers. Oleh sebab itu ketenaran dan kepopuleritasan Yesus menjadi kebanggaan orang Galilee setempat untuk membuat ego mereka semakin besar. And that's why Jesus fame and his popularity become the pride of the local people and it make their egos to be so much bigger. Mereka tidak mempercayai dirinya, mempercayai Yesus dengan iman mereka, tetapi mereka memanfaatkan perbuatan-perbuatan kuasanya untuk kepentingan mereka. They're not too concerned about, you know, uh, believing in Jesus, but they uses his miracles for their own benefit. Berapa banyak di antara saudara yang sering mendengar kesaksian dari orang lain yang mengklaim kalau dia diberkati Tuhan dan bahkan dengan sombongnya dia mengatakan that's God's favor. How many of you heard of testimonies where they claim that they have been blessed by God and that's and, and, and you know even boastfully say that oh that's God's favor you know? Itu saya dulu waktu masa muda saudara. I used to be that person when I was younger. Saudara, kalau saya ingat di masa lalu dulu, saudara, kalau saya bikin kesaksian, saudara memalukan sebenarnya. I remember when I was when I was doing testimonies in the past, I feel a bit embarrassed now. Oleh sebab itu saya melihat hati-hati bagi anda, bagi orang-orang yang bersaksi kalau dia diberkati atau dia menambahkan lagi kalau itu God's favor dalam hidup dia. And that's why I just watch out when you are you know doing your testimonies and you are telling people, oh, that's God's favor. Selama saya lakukan hal itu saudara saya tidak bertumbuh dekat dengan Tuhan. While I was doing that I felt that I didn't grow um, closer to God. Seolah-olah saya diberkati Tuhan tetapi sebenarnya saya enggak punya relasi yang dekat dengan Tuhan. As if although I was blessed by God I didn't have a close relationship with God. Saya manfaat saya memanfaatkan hal itu untuk kepentingan saya saudara. I utilize the blessings for my own benefit. Saya tidak berbeda dengan orang-orang di Galilea. I was no different to the people in Galilee. Cara hidup seperti ini saudara masih ada sampai sekarang yang menghalangi kita untuk melihat kemuliaan Tuhan. So this way of life still exists even today and it hinders us from knowing God. Kita bisa melayani Tuhan di gereja. We may be serving at in church. Kita ikut live group dan sangat aktif dalam semua program. We join live group and we are very very active in all ministries. Tapi semua yang kita lakukan semata-mata hanya untuk mendapat favor dari orang lain. But we do all of that only to gain favors from others. Bukan Kristus semakin bertambah, tapi ego kita semakin bertambah. Christ doesn't increase in our life, but our ego started to rise. Saudara perhatikan, saudara. Bukan di sini ya, tapi di gereja lain banyak aktivis gereja yang bukan yang semakin lama mereka di gereja bukan semakin rendah hati tetapi semakin sombong. You know, uh, well, not in this church, but in other churches, um, the longer you know the the people attended the church, they don't become more humble, but they actually become more arrogant. Mereka menjadi batu sandungan buat yang lain. They become a stumbling block for others. Sebab itu hati-hati saudara dan saya di gereja. That's why be careful when you're at church. Semakin lama kita di gereja, semakin kita humble dan bisa menjadi role model buat yang lain. The longer we are in church, the the, the more humble we should be. 
Faktor ego dan kesombongan itu memperkecil kasih karunia Allah. This ego and pride diminishes God's grace. Yang kedua, saudara, merasa entitled. And the second factor is the sense of entitlement. Saudara, jika Yesus berasal dari kota kita, kita berhak untuk mendapatkan prioritas utama atau setidaknya prioritas istimewa. You see, this mindset think that well, Jesus is from our city, we feel that we deserve the top priority or at least special priority. Cara pikir yang demikian sangat relevan dalam kehidupan kita sekarang ini. This way of thinking is very relevant even today. Yes. Ya, sangat relevan Saudara. Kadang kita lebih suka dengan dekat dengan orang yang sudah po- apa yang yang terkenal Saudara supaya kita merasa kita juga entitled untuk dapatkan hak yang istimewa. And that's why we are gravitated towards some popular people because we think that we also deserve the same thing that they deserve. Saudara berapa banyak di antara kita yang merasa berhak atas janji atau berkat Tuhan? How many of us feel entitled to God's promises? And blessings. Bahkan dalam doa kita sering ucapkan kata-kata yang seolah-olah kita berhak untuk menerima janji dan berkatnya. And even in our prayers, we we say it as if we are entitled to receive His promises and His blessings. Hati-hati kalau saudara berdoa, jangan pernah paksakan Tuhan melakukan seperti apa yang saudara inginkan. Be careful when you pray. Do not force God to do something according to what you want. Saudara kita tidak entitled untuk semuanya. We not entitled for anything. Dari sekian janji Tuhan, kita tidak entitled untuk mendapatkannya kecuali Dia sendiri yang memberikan untuk kita. For all of His, for all of His promises, we not entitled to have anything except for He Himself is willing to give it to us. Faktor yang ketiga, yaitu kita familiar dengan situasi keadaan kita. And the third factor is that we become over familiar. With our surrounding, saudara komunitas Galilea itu setempat itu sudah kenal Yesus sejak masa kecilnya. You see, the Galileans know Jesus since he was young. Bagi mereka Yesus nggak asing lagi. He's, he's a, a no stranger. Kan dia tukang kayu dulu kan? You know, he was a carpenter, right? Waktu Yosef meninggal, Yesus itu masih teen, saudara, masih so, remaja. So when Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, dad um, passed away, he was still a teen. Saudara dia sebagai anak yang pertama dia mengambil tanggung jawab papanya dan meneruskan karir papanya. As the oldest children, um, he uh, he need to take over his uh, family business. Oleh sebab itu dia dikenal sebagai tukang kayu. That's why he was known as a carpenter. Mereka mengenal ibunya, mereka mengenal saudara-saudaranya. Yesus itu tidak spesial waktu di sekolah. That's why he knows uh, his mother and his brothers. He wasn't anything special when he was at school. Bagaimana mungkin dia menjadi mesias? How can this guy be the Messiah? Saudara pikir pola pikiran yang sama muncul dalam diri kita juga, saudara. Perhaps same kind of mindset emerge within us. Kita merasa kita sudah sangat kenal dengan Alkitab, saudara. Oleh sebab itu kita tidak merasa antusias lagi untuk baca firman Tuhan. We feel that we are too familiar with the Bible and that's why we no longer feeling enthusiastic when we read the word of God. Kepada anak muda, saya bilang begini, pengalaman saya Saudara. Hari ini kalau engkau baca verse yang sama nanti 5 tahun lagi akan beda artinya. To all of the young people in here, if you read the same verse, perhaps 5 years from now, 
you will probably see a different meaning or rama uh, in, in uh, by reading that uh, verse semakin engkau bertumbuh dewasa semakin engkau bisa melihat firman Tuhan dalam interpretasi yang berbeda the more mature we become spiritually the more you will be able to see different things through the same verse Saudara sering sekali kalau saya bicara kepada hamba-hamba Tuhan tiba-tiba ada ada saja ayat yang saya tidak pernah pikirkan muncul di kepala saya Whenever I spoke with other pastors there are often times where um, there are verses that just suddenly pop up in my head that I never thought of Lalu saya coba untuk mengatakan ayat tersebut dengan versi yang berbeda And I try to explain that same verse with a, with a different explanation. Lalu mereka bilang, Pak Gus, saya belum pernah dengar itu. Tapi that's good, Pak Gus. Inspirasi buat saya. And they told me, oh, I've never heard it being explained that way. But that's a very good inspiration. Saya katakan kepada anda, saya rencanakan nggak, nggak ada sama sekali. Did I plan it? No, I didn't plan it at all. Tapi pada waktu mereka bicara soal sesuatu masalah, saya tiba-tiba diingatkan ayat itu. But uh, but when they explained to me their problems. No, those verses just suddenly pop up in my head. Oleh sebab itu Yohan, Rasul Yohanes katakan firman itu tinggal di dalam bersama kita dan firman itu Allah sendiri. And that's why uh, the apostle John wrote that uh, the first uh, the, the the word stays within us and the the word is God himself. Oleh sebab itu anak-anak muda jangan bosan baca firman. And that's why all of the young people do not feel tired of reading The Bible. Kalau kau punya duit, beli versi yang berbeda. If you have money, buy different versions. Saya punya ada delapan versi Alkitab yang berbeda. I have eight different versions of the Bible. Jadi saudara supaya nggak bosan baca versi yang berbeda. So so that you don't get bored, read different versions of the Bible. Saudara, hal yang berikutnya yang familiar kita adalah kalau saudara menebak khotbah seorang pendeta. The second thing that you know we can uh, for victim to is we become too familiar and we started to guess what the pastor is going to preach about. Kadangkala ada jemaat yang lebih pintar dari pendetanya. And sometimes you know the congregation is even think that they are smarter than the pastor. Karena dia sudah bisa tebak kira-kira apa yang akan dibicarakan oleh pendetanya. Because they can second guess what the pastor is going to say. Sangkin familiarnya kita dengan seseorang, kita sudah bisa tebak dianya, diri orang itu. Because we have become so familiar with the with with the people, we know that what they're going to say already. Saudara kita harus hati-hati dengan hal ini. We need to be very careful with this. Karena kita bisa apply dalam uh, the prinsip yang sama, saudara, dengan firman Tuhan dan terhadap Tuhan sendiri. Because we can have the same attitude toward the Word of God and to God Himself. Kita memperkecil kasih karunia Dia. We diminish. His grace. Kita memperkecil kuasa Dia. We diminish His power. Kita kehilangan kemuliaan Dia. And we lost when we missing His glory. Lalu bagaimana respon yang tepat yang Yesus inginkan supaya kita bisa mengikuti Dia dengan baik? And what's the right response that Jesus want us to have so that we can follow Him, uh, you know, wholeheartedly? Saudara, sebagai kesimpulannya, Rasul Yohanes ingin memperlihatkan kepada audiensnya. Dengan kesembuhan yang terjadi dari anak pegawai istana ini. In this conclusion, the Apostle John wanted to show his audience how Jesus healed the son of the royal official. Saudara, Yesus berkata kepada ayah anak ini, saudara, sebagai atau pegawai istana ini, pergilah anakmu hidup. Jesus said to the royal official, go, your son will live. Saudara, hanya dengan satu kalimat saja, 
pegawai istana ini percaya. And just with that one sentence, this royal official believe. Dan yang uniknya, pegawai istana ini tidak argue dengan Yesus. And the unique thing is that this royal official did not argue with Jesus. Dia tidak memaksa Yesus untuk ikut dia ke Kafernaum. He did not force Jesus to come with him to Kafernaum. Tetapi dia pulang ke Kafernaum sendiri. But he went home to Kafernaum by himself. Besoknya saudara, besoknya dia tiba di Kafernaum. And the next day he arrived at Kafernaum. Waktu dia tiba di Kafernaum, pegawainya, pegawainya dia itu kemudian bujangnya dia menyambut dia. And when he arrived in Capernaum, his servants greeted him. Sebelum dia sampai ke rumah bujangnya bilang, "Tuan, anakmu sudah sembuh." And before he even reached home, his servants told him, uh, "Master, your son has been healed." Pegawai istana ini bertanya kepada bujangnya, "Jam berapa kemarin dia sembuh?" And the royal official asked his servants, "What time was he healed yesterday?" Jam 1 siang. About 1 p.m. Dia ingat waktu itulah Yesus katakan, pulanglah anakmu sudah sembuh. And he remembered that's about the time when Jesus said, go your son will live. Dan seluruh keluarga selamat saudara. And his whole family uh, was safe. Saudara, Yohanes, Rasul Yohanes memilih cerita ini supaya saudara dan saya tidak berlaku seperti orang Galilee. The Apostle John wrote down this event so that we do not act like the Galileans. Jangan memiliki kesombongan. Don't have pride linger in your life. Karena kita sudah kenal. Because we become too familiar. Jangan saudara dan saya merasa entitled. Don't feel a sense of entitlement. Karena saudara sudah lama. Because you've been at church for a long time. Saudara sudah hafal Alkitab. You've already memorized the Bible perhaps. Saudara, kita harus bisa menghormati dia. We need to be able to honor God. Mari semua para pemusik. Ini merupakan tantangan kita akhir-akhir ini. This is our challenge lately. Saudara, kita sudah familiar dengan firman Tuhan dan mendengarkan khotbah di gereja. We become too familiar with the word of God and the sermons in church. Sulit buat saudara dan saya mempercayai firman Tuhan. Karena kita tidak lagi melihat firman ini relevan untuk zaman sekarang. Sometimes it's difficult for us to believe the word of God because we no longer see it it's relevant for today's days and age. Jadi saudara nggak punya semangat lagi untuk baca firman Tuhan. So we lose enthusiasm to read the word of God. Saudara lebih percaya bahwa dengan kemampuan anda anda bisa sukses. You believe more in your own power to be successful. Saya bilang sama saudara, bodoh kalau anda percaya dirimu. Engkau bisa membuat dirimu sukses. I said to you that it's foolish to believe that you can make your own uh, uh, success. Karena saya melihat orang yang demikian mengakhiri hidupnya dengan menyedihkan. Sometimes I saw the, this, this kind of people to end their life uh, miserably. Jangan seperti orang yang di dalam treasure hunt. Do not be like those people in the treasure hunt. Saudara tertarik hanya dengan apa road sign-nya saja tetapi saudara tidak berpikir bagaimana bisa hunting apa itu namanya menemukan treasure itu don't be just interested in the road signs and neglecting the finding the treasure itself kita jangan tertarik dengan sign and wonder dari Tuhan do not be merely interested with the sign and wonders karena semua itu dia hanya lakukan 
untuk memperkenalkan identitasnya kepada saudara. He's doing all of that only to reveal his identity. Supaya saudara bisa melihat melalui kuasanya kemuliaan. So that you can see through his glory, his power, his glory. Bukan untuk kita show off kepada orang lain bahwa kita mendapat God's favor. Not to show off to others that we gain, we have God's favors in us. Tidak ada satupun di antara saudara dan saya yang beroleh God's favor lebih dari yang lain. There's none of us that receive uh, more God favors than others. Karena dia mati buat kita semuanya. Because he died for all of us. Tapi pertanyaan saya Pak Agus, kenapa sih yang satu lebih diberkati daripada yang lain? But uh, sometimes people ask me why is one person is being blessed more than the others? Kalau itu pengalaman saya Saudara, saya katakan karena yang satu melakukan hal yang lebih baik daripada yang lain. From my experience, is because one person did uh, uh, to God's uh, words more than the, the, the others. Artinya kadangkala itu bonus, saudara. So sometimes it is foolishness. Ada orang yang suka dengan seseorang. Sometimes people, you know, uh, draw very close to. Karena orang ini punya integritas. Because he have a high integrity. Jadi dia mendapatkan lebih baik daripada. Teman dia. So he received more favor compared to others. Jadi saudara yang masih muda, berlaku yang jujur, punya integritas. So to those of you who are still young, be honest and have integrity. Jangan saudara kejar sesuatu dengan kemampuanmu. Don't chase after something using your own power. Tapi cari kemuliaan Tuhan. But seek His glory, God's glory. Selalu dekat dengan Tuhan And be close to God always Supaya hidupmu bisa menjadi contoh buat orang lain So that your life can be an example for others Hari ini saudara dan saya belajar Kenapa Yohanes menuliskan cerita ini di dalam bukunya Today you and I learn why John wrote this uh, events in his gospel Dia hanya ingin mem- mengatakan Kalau orang-orang di Galilea itu Walaupun mereka menyambut Yesus, tapi hanya superficial saja. He wanted to convey the message that all the Galileans welcome Jesus, but they only welcome him super, superficially. Oleh sebab itu Yesus katakan, kalau aku tidak melakukan mujizat, kamu tidak akan percaya. That's why Jesus said, if I don't perform miracles, you will not believe. Oleh sebab itu dia bilang sama pegawai istana ini. And that's why he said to the royal official. Waktu dia ngomong itu, saudara, kalau aku tidak melakukan mujizat, kamu tidak percaya. Dia tidak ngomong sama orang pegawai istana, bukan? Dia ngomong sama orang Galilee. When he said that if I don't perform miracles, you won't believe in me, he was not saying it to the royal official. He was Setelah saying it to the Galileans. Setelah itu dia berpaling kepada orang pegawai istana itu. And after that, he turned his face, um, his face towards the royal official. Dia bilang, pulang, anakmu sudah sembuh. And he said, go, your son uh, is healed. Orang Galilee melihat mujizat nggak waktu itu? Did the Galileans saw a miracle? No, no, they didn't. Yang mengalami mujizat waktu itu anak anak tersebut bersama keluarganya di Kafernum. The one that experienced the miracle is that son in with his family in Kafernum. Zaman dulu gak ada mobile. At that time, we, they didn't have mobile phone. Jadi gak dikirim fotonya saudara. So you can't send the, the photo. Anakmu sudah sembuh nih lihat. And they, if it's today probably you can send some WhatsApp and say, oh your son is healed now. Waktu itu jam satu siang. 
Ada time it was 1 p.m. Dia harus menempuh jalan 25 kilo. Sini to walk around 25 kilometers. Besok pagi dia sampai di Cavernon. So the next day in the morning he arrived in Cavernon. Sebelum dia sampai di rumah baru kabar itu sampai ke telinga dia. Before he reached uh, uh, Cavernon, the, the message uh, come to him from his servants. Yesus sengaja tidak melakukan mujizat di hadapan orang Galilea. Jesus purposely didn't do a miracle in front of the Galileans. Kalau Yesus tidak melakukan mujizat di hadapan bagi anda bukan berarti dia kehilangan kuasa. If Jesus does not perform miracles in front of you does not mean that he loses his power. Dia masih sembuhkan orang di mana-mana. He still perform miracles everywhere. Tapi dia mau attitude kita benar di hadapan dia. But he want us to have the right attitude before him. Tuhan berkati anda. God bless you.